At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout D.C. to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash grad school. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I swear I just drank like a gallon of that shit. It is hey, good. Hey, you know what? Cranberry juice is good for your uh, bladder. So there you go. Yeah, real cranberry juice. I don't know about cranberry cocktails, though. Yeah. Uh, no, nobody makes real cranberry juice. Every cranberry juice on the market is a cocktail. Like, the berry itself cannot produce enough juice, so they're just like, fuck it. We'll just add in whatever it goes to <laughs> We'll add in 40 cups of sugar. Yeah. Right. Y'all, uh, y'all ready to kick this off? It's already recording, bro. You're already recording? Well, we're we going we gonna to start at the – I guess we'll start with the, the cocktail part, man, because that's funny. All right. Welcome to According to Sources podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sean Washington, joined always by the creator, founder, owner of According to Sources, Andre Williams. Senior. It's been a long time since we've been in the studio for this. and We're not in the studio. We're, we're, the studio. we're at home. We're in, the, we're in the lab. Talking into the computers. We're in the lab. We, we got a, a producer uh, extraordinaire. Don't know nothing about sports, Derek Nelson. That's right. Uh, On the ones my, and twos. Please make sure that it doesn't across. stop. Yeah, make sure the recording doesn't stop this time. I'm always sabotaging. Always sabotaging. It's running. It's running. I got y'all. Yeah, podcast Salvatore Derek Nelson. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get into uh, some NBA news because the last happened since the last time we recorded. Like literally the day after the last podcast is when Dwight Howard announced that he was going to Houston. For he was taking years. his talents. Yeah, to Clutch City. He needs no state taxes because he got a lot of baby mamas to pay. Man. A lot of baby mamas. And as Slim Thug told him, they have really lax um, child support laws. Wait, no. <laughs> Serious? Is that really the conversation he had with him? But he was yeah. like, yeah. seriously? But, <laughs> this Dre, is the what do you think about What do you think about Dwight Howard going to Houston? Um, uh, I think for his basketball career, that was probably the best decision he could have made. Um, they are a really young team. The team is really similar to the team he had in Orlando where they run a bunch of pick and rolls and they have shooters and he has space to operate because he's not really a polished offensive um, player. So when he's in the post, he needs a lot of room to get his um, moves off. And that was something the Lakers couldn't um, really give him last year. Not to mention he had, he really just doesn't have any post moves. Uh, so he needs a lot of room and a lot of, and the only thing you can get that is by shooters to stretch to the, to stretch the floor and as Houston showed you, they have no qualms about shooting three-pointers, and they shoot three-pointers at a really high percentage. So it's a, it was a really good decision for him um, in the short term. In the long term, I'm not really sure, because if it doesn't work out in the first, like, two seasons, we may be going through another Dwight Mirror situation <laughs> in 2015, which is something nobody wants to go through again. But if it doesn't work out, he hasn't opt out. He can do it all over again. Um, the Lakers are an organization that has shown throughout time that they always re-up. They're never too far away from winning a championship. So in the long term, but, it may not uh, it may not work out for them. But Dr. Buss isn't around anymore. You still think that they can get it done? The Mitch Kupchak is still there. Mitch Kupchak Mitch is Kupchak. the one who does who who gets the things done. For the most part, Jerry Buss was just telling him, you know, you could spend the money. 
Yeah. Uh, Lakers fans are angry. Yeah, understandably so, because nobody leaves them. Yeah, it's just kind of like, it, it, I was listening to a few podcasts about this, and this also was kind of like when LeBron signed with Miami and fans in New York was like, how could he not want to come here to play? Like, it's New York. Everybody loves New York. Yeah. Like, yeah, your team is garbage. Like, that's why he didn't go there, because he wanted to win championships, and he wasn't going to win one with your AARP-ass team. True. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Depending I mean, at the time, on they was, weren't as old. They got old this last yeah, year. Yeah, it was like depending on who else would have came there with they them. Had, I think. They had gave Amari that money already. Yeah, they still could have got somebody else. Mm. He ain't played. Yeah, they had a, they had enough money to get um, another guy. And of course, uh, you know, as much as I love Shaq, he can't wait to uh, roast uh, Dwight Howard at any time possible. So as soon as he left. L.A., he just started throwing jabs at Twitter, talking about how he couldn't handle it and all this other stuff. I think you know, everyone wants to discount that fact, and I do think it was because he, for the first time in his life, he made a smart decision with what he wanted to do basketball-wise. But I do think that a little bit of it is the fact that he wouldn't have any expectations. He's mm-hmm. not a guy who deals with expectations very well. He's then, shown that. But the, having huge expectations for the Lakers next year, even if they had him, wouldn't make sense. It's still the Lakers. That's right. all it really. That's all it matters is that you're playing on the Lakers, and when you're in LA and you're a center in LA, they expect for you to win, um, and that's just the way that it goes. There's always an expectation when you're wearing that jersey that no other team in any other sport probably has uh, right now. Um, there's only a few in any sport that that has the same expectations that that comes with wearing a jersey. Uh, and it's not, not even Boston, and they have the most championships. That makes some sense, but it's like you got to at some point you got to look at your roster and say we just don't get it. That doesn't matter. He's a superstar. He's supposed to be a guy who can lead you to a championship, and they yeah, with that coach. That they're not looking. I mean, the, the fans didn't really want Mike D'Antoni anyway, and there's a good possibility that he would be fired at some point. But um, they they're not looking at it from that perspective. They're looking at him being a superstar player. Um, and the the moves they that they've made in this offseason are probably the same moves they would have made if he stayed, and with the with the exception of Chris Kamen, obviously. But right. you know, and they probably would have uh, traded Powell and gotten something for him. But you know, they still there's still that expectations there that you're going to be good, that you know we're going to get a high seed, we're going to go in the playoffs, and if we're good enough halfway through the season, maybe we can make a trade. And then we become even better, and now we're a championship contending team. That's that's the the expectation that comes with playing with the Lakers. It's a heavy, there's a heavy um, weight on on the head of the the, the king in, in L.A. And and when yeah, you come, and plus Kobe was telling him like this is still my team for at least three to four years, and I don't think he liked that very much. He either. didn't. He said as much. He asked him about amnestying Kobe, and they they laughed at him, and that was pretty much it. You see, um, they did amnesty Metal World Peace. Did you see his Twitter rant about that? He didn't really rant. He was just being crazy. He's just. Well, it's funny. Like people were saying, they thought he was being crazy, so he would uh, clear waivers so he could sign with any team he wanted. Yeah, that's pretty much what he's doing. He was trying. To, <laughs> he was freaking with the okie doke. Yeah, he was trying to keep people away. He didn't want to like you know end up in because I heard that Sacramento was um was oh Jesus Christ he dunked his ass. I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at this summer league game and um man <laughs> that was ugly. Uh, but uh yeah they you know he's trying to keep. Guys, teams like Sacramento, who was interested in him, he the team. The only team he really wanted to go to was um, was the Knicks, and I think uh, the Clippers were a distant second. He would have he would have 
went to the Clippers after they, you know, the Knicks didn't want him, but he wanted to go back home and play in New York. So I don't know how good his geography is because he sends out a tweet and he's like, what's up, Brooklyn? And it's like, I don't know if he really um, <laughs> understood the, the New York Knicks playing in Manhattan. Where, where, where <laughs> he from there? <laughs> he's from Brooklyn, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, uh, well, dance, right? let's move on. We, yeah. yeah. We got another a big man, uh, Andrew. I, I wore my ha- hair like reason Bynum is going to the Cavs uh, for basically nothing, actually. You know, $6 million you know, guaranteed. Um, it's, it's not a whole lot. Like, he, if he hadn't been hurt all last year, he could have been maxing out. Yeah, he could have, but that's the way it goes. I think if 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 he can stay healthy, they have a really, really good one-two punch. Probably the best um, center point guard combination in the league if he can stay healthy because, I mean, Andrew Bynum is fairly um, dominant offensively. He's pretty much unstoppable on offense when he's healthy. Um, but that's a really, really big if with him. I mean, his knees are made of Swiss cheese, so it's no guarantee that he's going to be able to play uh, 82 games or even 70 games considering he didn't play any games last season. And then his agent comes out and says that he's like 15 or 20 pounds overweight right now. Oh, wow. So, you Wait, know. that dude didn't even like do some swimming or, or I, I think bike riding he, or something? I'm pretty sure he was, but, you know, being in shape is completely different from being in, in basketball but, shape. I mean, like 20 pounds? Yeah, from your basketball, from your basketball, your playing, your playing weight. They drop that weight quick. Yeah, he's not running up and down the court. So yeah, for an hour for or two. 30, a day. Yeah, like. But is that is that something that happens to a lot of players when they have it when they get out? injured? Yeah, yeah. Like, did Derrick Rose put on twenty pounds? Derrick Rose put on a bunch of muscle. He's pretty. He's fucking huge. But you can hear the story. Shaq came into almost every season <laughs> out of shape, like twenty five pounds over not, his playing weight because he he's just, just not playing. playing. Yeah, not playing. But yeah, he's eating like ribs and shit. So like. He's probably eating, but I know. I mean, he's probably working out, but just not being able to play basketball on a daily basis, you're just going to gain some weight. When your body is used to all that running, and then all of a sudden you're not doing all of that running, you're just going to you're just going to gain some weight. So, okay. 15 pounds really isn't much. You probably lose that in a couple, like what, a, a week. You lose 15 pounds if he if he's healthy and he just comes back playing every day. He'll lose that weight really really quickly. One random question. Uh, are these athletes on like a specific diet plans when they're doing? It depends the on if they have a trainer or the, the trainer. Depend uh, dictates what you know what their eating um, habits are going to be. Some of them have nutritionists. Yeah, the nutritionists okay. as well. I think it's a it's a con- uh, collaborative effort between um, nutritionists and trainer. Is it and, mandatory or no? No, no it's, it's not, not mandatory. But you know, you could always tell the guys who who um, who are into that and who aren't. Who care about those those types the of things? The ones who are into it, they become pitchers. Um, I, I, I'm I don't know. Uh, this might be wrong, but uh, I don't know if Detroit can afford to pay you know Josh Smith four years, uh, fifty four million dollars. Is it too soon? It's too soon. It happened today. <laughs> this should happen years ago. It just happened officially today. But um, Josh Smith goes to the Pistons. They get uh, uh big shot Billups back. Um, Last I heard, he was old as hell. So I guess they yeah. just want some leadership on that squad. Yeah, and I, I think it was a kind of a nod from Joe Dumars to um, the Chauncey Billups. I, I think if, if if he's supposed to 
retire anywhere. He should probably, he's he should be retiring in that jersey. Um, so I think it was a it was a classy move to bring him back. Plus, it adds a level of stability in in their locker room that they they wouldn't have had without him. They got a lot of young guys: um, Andre Drummond, um, Greg Monroe. Uh, then they got the point guard, the, the the young point guard. I can't remember his name. Um, Brandon Knight. So they got a bunch of young guys on the team. Didn't he die in an NBA game last year? Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's when DeAndre Jordan became the Knight Rider, man. Yeah, I think yeah, someone resurrected him. <laughs> but, uh, they have young guys on the team, and they, they want a little bit of veteran stability in their locker room other than um, Josh Smith. You know, because he's a, a bit of a, he has his own issues and he's still fairly young himself. Even though he's been in the league for a while, he's still a fairly young guy. So Chauncey just adds some stability to it. And then, you know, when he retires, he'll retire the way he should in the Pistons jersey. Uh, random side notes. Uh, did y'all, I know Derek didn't, he don't have cable. Did you watch the ESPYs last night? I did not watch it. Okay. Well, John Hamm came out and he was talking about I heard he was smoking like, I heard he was smoking everybody. He was. He was he was getting people. They actually had a skit with Key and Peel too. I'm going to say this first when it was like they were teach they were brand managing the athletes of tomorrow. And one part it was just two big signs. One was a laptop and one was a computer and it was like point to the real girlfriend and point to the fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, when, uh when he was talking about the Miami Heat, he was like you guys did a great job. Uh, I applaud you and your coach Bruno Mars. Yeah, I did hear that. He does look. Like, then I looked at him like that is a Bruno Mars. <laughs> Spo does said, look like him. He said the Heat were at. Uh, he was like, I've never seen one team at all stages of male pattern baldness. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you got Joel Anthony, LeBron. He was killing him, man. He yeah. was killing everybody, man. Oh uh, man. I probably watch it on the um on the replay. I don't know what I was doing last night. Yeah, I forgot it was on. I didn't even watch it to the end, and I watched some of the replay like last night before I went to bed. But yeah, man, he was he he was roasting people with reckless abandon, man. He was he was not playing. I like that. That was good. But um, let's get into your uh, salary cap and luxury tax lesson, man. What would you want to tell the people? Man? Okay, basically, you know, I put a post up on the Facebook page. You know, I have a lot of people. That you know, just throughout the midst of conversation, they'll ask, you know, why didn't X team go after Y player? Okay. First of all, if you're going to have a conversation about why something didn't happen, you should first know what the salary cap is and your team's relation to said salary cap, so that you can make reasonable suggestions of players that they should go after. So, like, a Bulls fan should not say, why didn't the Bulls go after Andre Iguodala? Um, A Bulls fan should not say, why didn't the Bulls try to just sign Dwight Howard? You know, because the Bulls are over the salary cap, and the way that it's structured now, I can't, I don't remember the numbers exactly, but I think for every dollar that you go over the salary cap, it used to be a one for one, but now I think it's tiered. So for every million you go over, I think it's like 1.5. And then every 2 million is like 2.5. And then for every 3 million you go over, it's like three times the money. So, you know, you know, understand the relationship between your team and the salary cap. I think the salary cap this year was 70. I think the salary cap is like I'm just doing uh, rounded numbers. The salary cap this year is $57 million, okay? 
um, which means that your team, basically, I think that's the base that your team has to um, spend. You, I mean, you think, no, that's that's the salary cap. That's how much okay. you're supposed to spend. You're not supposed to go over that. Then there's also a luxury tax number, which I believe is $71 million. That number is if your team goes above $71 million for your yearly salary, you start paying a luxury tax Isn't it, what, $4 fee. $4 for every dollar you're over? Um, it's tiered. So, it I, you know, it's, point. It's, yeah, it get, when you're $4 million over the salary, over the luxury tax, then it becomes, it's no longer, it, it, it goes up. Tax, right? Right. Yeah, a triple or quadruple. I think they may go three point five now. That was a new CBA thing. Right? Yeah, the, yeah. It's I think it's like three point five and up for every dollar that you go over. Yeah, so, fans fans be thinking teams just got unlimited money to spend. It's not like that. I mean, if you are a billionaire who doesn't, you know, you don't care. Like Mikhail Prokhorov, he does not care about a luxury tax. I think their luxury tax bill for this season coming up is like ninety million dollars, and he just does not. Well, care. Another thing too is like if you're a fan of a team, you don't want them to get all in this electric tech because that means everything is going up. Ticket prices going up, food going up, parking is going, going up, up jerseys going up, everything is going up. But just I mean, in and above that, just know what I'm gonna curse. Just know what the fuck you are talking about. Yeah, we can curse just, on this podcast. Just know what you're talking about. I just want people to hold themselves accountable. For talking about if you call yourself like some basketball aficionado and know all this shit about basketball, know where your team is at the luxury tax and know what the luxury tax is. Don't ask why the Bulls didn't go get Brandon Jennings or Monte Ellis, or Andre Iguodala. People are really saying that the Bulls should have got Monte Ellis. People like, are people really saying that. Trying to get overpaid. Like he wants twelve million dollars per season. The Bulls are already over the salary. They're over the luxury tax. They're paying. $3 million this season in luxury tax fees. There's only four other teams above the Bulls. First of all, there's only six teams in the league that are paying a luxury tax this season. The Bulls happen to be one of them, and they're the fifth team on that list. So it's not, the, you know, the Bulls are not going to spend a bunch of money. That's just not going to happen. And then you also have to realize that you can't just spend money all willy-nilly. Like, you can't just go like, okay, I don't care about spending money on the luxury tax. I'll just sign everybody. You can't, like, you can't do that. You can only go over the luxury tax to sign guys that are your guys. So you can't just go and spend a bunch of money on free agents because the league isn't set up that way. You can get dudes through sign and trades, and then it becomes your guys where you own their bird rights, and you can go over the luxury, over the salary cap and the luxury tax to sign them. But you just can't go and get some free agent off the street and go over the luxury tax to sign them. Know what you're talking about. It's so irritating to listen to people talk about, you know, free agency like they know what the hell. Like, come on. Like, yeah, I, that, it's not a video game. You can't just act like you can't just turn off those sentences and sign anybody you want. Anybody you want, um, and spend as much money as you want. Throw money like, at guys. There's really no real big free agents left, is there? Now the only guys that are left now, um, I know. I think Pekovich from Minnesota. I don't know if he signed his contract yet, but I'm fairly certain they're working on the contract. I think it was like a four-year deal. Um, I know Monte is still out there. No, Monte went to Dallas. So he's off the board. I know Brandon Jennings is still out there. Um, Nate Robinson is still out there. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of guys out there. I think Pekovich is probably the best guy that's out there. He's staying with Minnesota. It's probably going to be a little bit quiet, and then more things will happen the closer we get to training camps. I don't know. I don't know, man. 
I don't know. I think a lot of teams are done. And I, I'm just the, the last um, domino that I'm waiting to see, you know, what really falls is what happens with Nate. Because he yeah. was expecting to get, you know, a lot of offers in the offseason based on what he did in the in the um in the fight in the, in the playoffs and he's just not getting those he's just not getting those um offers as Derek is literally living in Transformers. Derek, you, um, can't, you can't just turn your microphone off if you're not gonna say nothing. It does have an on off switch. Nah, man, that the ambient noise it, it soothes people. The hipsters keep, keep going. <laughs> yes, Optimus Prime well, outside. Hipsters, hipsters now they all ride dirt bikes because they're not gangster enough to do Harleys, but <laughs> they want to get that ride on. So you we'll, hear we'll that. move on. We'll move on to Johnny Football, man. Uh, a lot was made about the fact that he was he mutually decided to leave the you know Peyton Manning yeah. passing camp. <laughs> Before you get into this, there was a big talk about this on Mike and Mike this morning, and uh, Greeny brought up a point. He thought that a lot of people were kind of hating on him because he's famous and popular, but also his family's already rich, so he's already doing like pro football player stuff because his family got money. Like, he's driving to Benz. He's flying to random places. He's sitting courtside at NBA games. And people just want to assume that he's doing something dirty. But it's just that his family got money. I would say I don't think there's anything wrong with people assuming that he's doing something dirty. Um, Because if he was black, people would be assuming that he's doing something dirty. That's true. Well, besides that point, do you think that there's anything wrong with all the stuff that's come out about Johnny Manziel over the summer? I think he's a 20-year-old kid doing 20-year-old kid things. That's what I think, too, but everybody seems to think, well, you're supposed to be acting like you want to go to the NFL and you need to be, you know, ready for that and this and this and that. It's like before a couple of years ago, you can do this in college, still get drafted because you weren't playing for three or four years any damn way. I think people are holding him to a standard that they want him to live up to, and he's not necessarily living up to that he has for himself. He's just a kid who wants to have fun. And uh, what I said before about the black thing was kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it, 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 is, uh, it does serve like his purpose. Was, he was saying uh, not that he made it a black and white thing, but he was just like, People assume that athletes come from poor economic backgrounds. That's so because most them, athletes are black. Yeah, a lot of them do. Because when they see them doing vulgar things, then they're like, what the hell? Because he was, that's why he was just like, in the Reggie Bush situation, everybody knew his family didn't have money. Yeah. But he was driving around in all these, you know, baller-ass cars, and his but, mom was know, moving the in the thing, and shit. The same thing applies to um, Shabazz Muhammad. Uh, what happened with um, he he has his you know his his things about you know his age and lying about his age or whatever. But oh yeah he, yeah yeah I did hear about that. But he um he would have Gucci bags and you know he would live fluently as a college student and everyone automatically assumed the worst for him too. It, but nobody ever said anything about his sister being a pro tennis player. Right. And maybe she was buying things for him. Aside but, from something I saw last year, did you ever, do you follow Deion Sanders on Twitter? Yeah. Did you see the picture he posted of his son in school last year? Yeah. The, like what he posted, like in his uh, dorm room, his dorm. Like, the, the most ballerish sheets and yeah. everything that you'd have never seen. Yeah, but nobody questioned it because they all know who the father is. Yeah, they know Deion got that. Got but, that bank. but I think, you know, I, I posted it on the Facebook page. 
that if Johnny Manziel was African-American or some other form of minority and he was doing the things that he's doing, I think it would be a lot more flack for what he's doing than what he's getting right now. African-American collegiate athletes, they get questioned for everything, no matter what they're doing. You have guys that have been, you know, suspended and all kinds of. You you had um, Terrell Pryor. He was suspended by the NFL for some fucking tattoos. Yeah, that's true. So you know, I don't feel bad for Johnny Manziel because this is that's you know that's part of the game. I don't feel sorry for him at all. That's part of the game. You want to live that high lifestyle, you're going to get questioned for it. That's I mean, I don't think he should be given any more of a benefit of the doubt than anyone else. Why why should we give him the benefit of the doubt that his parents are spending all this money on him? We don't give anybody else the same benefit of the doubt. That's true. And then the other thing, for some reason, people want to just keep asking him, uh, did he drink alcohol the night before the passing thing? And it's just like, yeah, like, number one, he's not going to say yes, even if it is yes. And we all know that he was hungover, okay? It's no secret that he was, that he was, okay, maybe he wasn't hungover, but he drank the night before, and that's probably why he didn't wake up. (laughs) No, but his phone died. You didn't hear yeah, his phone died. Like, who the fuck doesn't put their phone on? What grown man doesn't put his phone on the charge? Like, he's not a woman. A drunk one. That's who does. Oh, yeah, a drunk one. A drunk people don't be thinking to charge their phone? Yeah, even when I'm drunk, I'm charging my phone. I don't know who's trying to call me in the middle of the night. Even when I was in college, I don't know who's trying to call me in the middle of the hey, night. Hey, man, Derek can attest in college, I would just I would just come in and throw all of my personal belongings and random nah. directions. I didn't know who like was scavenger hunts when he yeah, I couldn't find over. I, couldn't I will I will reiterate. I, find nothing. I don't know who may be trying to call me in the middle of the night. <laughs> my phone is going to be on that charger just in case it rings. I don't care how drunk I am, I'm going to hear it. I know what I know what to call at four o'clock in the morning is for, so I'm going to keep my phone charged. <laughs> well, let's move I'm on just, from Johnny Football, man. Like like a lot of people are saying, if he goes to school this year and balls out like he did last year, ain't nobody gonna be talking about this, and people gonna be buying him every drink he can handle. The funny thing is gonna be if he doesn't, and then it's gonna be because he was out there partying too hard over it. No matter his parents rich, he don't need to go to the NFL. And I don't think I don't think that's what he's really about. I think he wants to go to the NFL. Well, yeah, that's true. To... But I don't think that, it, you know, I think it's kind of ridiculous that number one, that they don't expect these people to to be so people and have fun. Like you get popular, you get famous, so you can kick it hard. Like you know what I'm saying? At some point, but I think just like people are saying, since when did college football have an off season? Either you playing or you in school. They supposed to be student athletes. You, you but know he's not saying? in school though. Oh, yeah, he's online. Cause yeah, he's, he's online because he's too popular. You see, it's the, it's it's a little a little bit of it is the things that he's doing as well to bring the attention to himself. He's bringing the attention. That's why I have no sympathy for him getting it. You have to take the good attention with the bad attention. Like I don't I don't want to hear someone crying about the attention they're getting because some of it is negative. I think the 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 positives of his attention far outweigh people asking him questions. So. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll be all right, man. Exactly. That's why I have no sympathy for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, next, you, right. you, you had uh, today that the Nets introduced uh, Paul Pierce and KG and uh, Jason Terry as a Brooklyn Nets, who I actually forgot Jason Terry was part of that deal. I, I literally totally forgot. Yeah. Um, it was weird to to look at it. Like, 
you could you could see that 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 KG was a little bit more enthusiastic about it because obviously this is his third team, so he's been through changing the team after playing for one team for an extended period of time. It's something that he that he can deal with, but you know, Paul had been with the Celtics for his entire career, and it was a long it's been a long career, so you could tell that he was a little bit hurt and confused and not quite sure what what to do so why did they why did they trade paul instead of just uh you know cutting him or whatever because they were able to get back um assets that were beneficial to them Hmm. if you cut them you you know you still got to pay some of that money you gotta you gotta orchestrate a buyout um if you cut them like that in this way, they were able to get some assets, some draft picks. Like they got four number one draft picks or something like that from the Nets. So, and like every other year, they'll have a number one draft pick, uh, a first round draft pick from. from I Nets. heard you. Well, I saw you posting on Facebook that uh, uh, Paul's feelings uh, being super hurt or whatever doing the press conference. Yeah, he just seemed a little bit out of it. You know, he wasn't quite you know sure exactly what was going on. It was just. Yeah, you know, it was just sad to see, you know, because he's one of those guys that he was supposed to to retire in a Boston Celtics uniform. He's not supposed to retire in a in a Brooklyn Nets uniform. He's, he's gonna sign one of them two day contracts and retire at a Boston Celtic. Like that's what's gonna end up happening. Yeah, but I'd have preferred that he. I mean, it's a business, so you know they got to get what they can get. But it'd just been nice if if he'd have never had to do that. He, him, and KG could have just retired as Boston Celtics, and that'd have just been that because. He really looked out of it, and he posted. He was talking about it, and he was just like, "I think about, you know, the day that I have to go back and play in Boston." He was like, "And I just cry, like I just cry about it all the time because he's like, I just don't know how to handle it." You know, people like basketball and the NBA is a business, and you know, I wrote about it in that piece that I that I posted. Um, but these guys are piece two. Five thousand today. Nah, I only I only did two. I actually work has been has been work, and I actually haven't been able to, to write much. I think I only wrote two things today, but um, I wrote the piece about about him going about it being emotional for him going back to ba- going back to Boston. You know, these guys these are human beings too, right. and you know he was drafted to Boston as a as basically a child, and you know he matured into a man, and you know has a family and you know a house and. You know, they've, you know, been through ups and downs with that with that city. And, you know, he loves that city and they love him. They've seen him at his best and seen him at his at his worst. So when you leave something like that, it is a bit emotional. You know, you have to leave basically the only thing you've known as, you know, from a child to a man. Mm-hmm. You know, so people don't really take that into account and they just think, well, you, you making you making millions of dollars to shut the fuck up and move. <laughs> Man, you know, it ain't really like that. You know, yeah, you, you especially when you got families too. Yeah, you got families, you got kids. You don't want to just uproot your kids like that. So don't it was our family still live in Orlando, don't they? Yeah, I don't think you ever um I don't think you ever moved them. No. Uh to be honest with you. Either that or I think he may have moved them. I think he may have had some I think they may have moved to LA. Now that I think about well, it, well, they're all older now, but I think when he first took the Boston job, they were pretty young. Yeah, they ran Orlando. Yeah, they ran Orlando, but I think at some point he may have moved out to L.A. At some point, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, it be you interesting. know, like seeing them in those uniforms is going to be odd. It's going to be weird, and those are things that you don't really, you you never want to see. Like I never want to see Kobe Bryant 
in some other jersey. You know, I never want to see Jordan in some other jersey. You know, you saw Scottie Pippen in like three other jerseys. You know, you never want to see Magic in another jersey, a bird. You know, it's it, you know, you had to see you know, Shaq is like the the friggin' rainbow one man. You seen him in every colored jersey imaginable. You you know, but he really should have just retired as a Laker. Uh, you know, stuff like that that you just you know, you never want to see that. You never want to see, you know, really, really good um all time players, you know, ending their careers in some foreign jersey. It just looks it just looks weird. And it definitely was weird for him because he was really emotional about it. And you could tell um, it was written all over his face. He was just like, he was just out of it. All right, let's get let's get into the the, the last thing uh, we, we're going to talk about today, and it was uh, the super uh, how super racist Twitter got during the Major League All Star Game and home run derby. Like, this is just like, honestly, this was stuff that when it happened, I didn't even it didn't even cross my mind to be to feel one way or another about it. Yeah, because he was singing a damn national anthem. Well, yeah, the first thing I saw was that, um, you know, uh, people were really upset that Mark Anthony sang the national anthem at the All-Star game because they say he's not American, which at first isn't true. Yeah, it's stupid. And they were calling, kept calling him Mexican. And he's, he's Puerto Rican, not, right? Yeah, he's Puerto Rican. He, he was born in New York. And he's Puerto Rican and not Mexican. <laughs> and people were really anytime, going in. Anytime you see somebody with like slick back hair and a, and a Z, <laughs> oh goddamn Mark Anthony, they got they don't put that that K at the end of their mark. It's a C. <laughs> <laughs> you automatically just assume they're Mexican. It's like it's Mexican or something. Like you racist yeah. bastard. The funny thing too is the people like how is it that they have uh, this foreigner singing the national anthem at America's pastime. I'm like, I'm sorry. Baseball ain't been white America's pastime in many, many years. It's like, Dude, like baseball. players are from Cuba or Dominican, Dominican Republic, Republic. Right. or any other Latin American country that surrounds that goal. Like, come on, man. The best players in baseball are so far away from being American, they're damn near alien. I don't know what the hell these people are talking about. Yeah, Who the fuck cares? Besides, yeah, besides Mike Trout, like, come on. Like, what are you going to say? Nothing. And it's just like, I just can't believe that. Like, it literally, I did not think twice about this. And I mean, oh. Twitter was going crazy. And the amount of people talking about, oh, my God, this is so un-American. I'm just like. He's an American. Number one. Unless, <laughs> unless or somebody said that to reply to one person, like, um, he was born in New York. And he's like, oh, he doesn't look American. Number what does one. that mean? Number one, <laughs> if you're trying to say that only, you know, Caucasian people are real Americans, number one, that's dumb. And you're racist. Let's just put it that <laughs> way. You're racist. And number two, you're not a real American unless your ass is a Native American. Like, if you want to put it the way that they're saying. Like, the the definition that these racist people are trying to put down by their own definition nah, those are real Americans. Right. Those are engines. Yeah, by their own definitions, they are real Americans. You're good. I, you didn't lose what? anything. Podcast Saboteur, Derek Nelson. No, Derek Nelson. it wasn't me. I've been looking at it, and as soon as it went off, I stopped it. We picked right back right. up. It's all but, good. Yeah, that, by their own definition, they weren't racist. And many people were posting this on Facebook. It was all over there. One of my boys, uh, uh, you know, uh, Pat, your roommate's brother, actually. Oh, posted uh, on my timeline about how people were upset because 
Oh, dude. I, I can't. Who's the home run derby winner? It's like Carlos somebody? Was it? Uh, no. Uh, I can't I, Yeah. I think. Oh, like C- Cespedes, I think. Yeah, Cespedes. Yeah. Cespedes. Yeah, yeah no, Cespedes. he was. He had an interview so that was in half Spanish, half half Spanish, half English. Yeah. And people were like, every all the racist people on Twitter was like, "New rule, you have to be able to speak English." He was. To, uh, you have to be able to really speak English to participate in the home run derby. And nobody would be participating in the home run derby. <laughs> It, nobody would be playing. It'd be like Dustin Pedroia and, and like Adam Dunn. <laughs> like, and they'd be hitting like two home runs and people would be like, we need to get this shit the hell up out of here because ain't nobody hitting home runs in a home run derby. The best players come from Latin American the fuck countries. Let it now, other go. Thing too, besides that too, it's like they're never even in America until they make the big leagues. Like people act like you can just move here and instantly know English. How about you give him, the, you know, the opportunity to learn? Like, think about or, Yao Ming. Think it took about him a Yao while. Ming's career. He couldn't it took about three years. English it took him about three years to get it life. down. But, you know, above and beyond that, how about you just stop being a racist? racist. Yeah, that's true. And it's amazing how easy, like, racism comes out in sports. Like, it comes out so much in sports that it's unbelievable. And this is just another example of how racist people are when it comes to sports. Um, Twitter is single-handedly showing uh, Americans how much he's you because he doesn't look like American. America is a melting pot to begin with. You know, it's supposed to embrace all different ethnicities and, you know, yeah, exactly. But you know, that that's Twitter for you, man. If you listen to um, ETMF, you, you, you realize how ridiculous Twitter gets. And this is just another example. Like I was listening to, uh, we're going to take it a little bit ETMF here, but just for, as a reference, I was listening to The Nerdist and Charlie Day was on there from uh, Sorry Sunday in Philadelphia. And he was basically just saying, like, I don't want to be on Twitter. He's just like, people <laughs> on there are so, he's like, they're so ridiculous. I don't want to give them a way to contact me directly. He's like, even if, he's like, even if I don't see it, I don't want them to think that they can contact me directly because they're just so crazy. And I'm like, I, I kind of feel every once in a while, I'm like, man, this whole Twitter thing ain't really working for me. Like, it's, I'm just like, I just can't, I can't deal with some of these people. And some, some stuff is hilarious, but some people are just so damn stupid. And it's like, it, and you can't say anything to them because then it's a Twitter beef. And yeah. nobody, and who wants that? Like, like whenever, uh, for me, I'm only really on there. Like, I follow a bunch of stupid people, but I'm really only on there for the sports, the sports discussion. So when it's getting like real bad, the discussion is getting real stupid. I just mute certain words so that it just doesn't come across my timeline anymore. Wait, you could do that? Yeah. Huh. Didn't know. Yeah, that's interesting. So you know, words like you know, like you know, derogatory racial words. I would just you know mute those words for the night because I know that it's going to get real stupid. But I wasn't really on Twitter last night because first of all, that All Star game was boring. I didn't um, watch. I haven't watched the All Star game since that one ended in the tie. I was okay. like, I'm through. The only good thing about that was how it ended, and that um, you know Mariano Rivera got the um, MVP, and that they you know they kind of did a tribute to him because we all um, you know we all know that this is his last season in um, in, um, in in baseball, and you know it was real. It was a real um, heartwarming moment for him, you know. And they they did some really cool things for him when he came out to the mound. They played. 
enter Sandman, you know, because that's what they do when he um when he enters, he enters the game in Yankee Stadium. So there were some real cool things that they did for him and, you know, sent him off. You know, it was a real nice farewell for, you know, probably the best closer to ever play the game. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, Dre? Oh, I just want to ask. Stop being racist, man. Shit's stupid. But anyway, continue, Dre. No, that was um that was about it. Uh, I, I, I encourage everybody to watch these um, summer league games. Uh, some of these guys are going to be the superstars that you're watching uh, years to come. And some of these guys, is some really cool stories. Uh, like Rasul Butler, um, he was just out there playing, you know, trying to get back with a team. He wasn't on the team. He was in the NBA. Yeah, he wasn't on a team. He was in a deal. He was in um, summer league trying to get a trying to get on a team. Or Andrew Gowlock, he played for the Lakers last year, and he, you know, they cut him. Oh, He's trying to get what? Oh, okay, no, yeah, I can't hear my screen. Uh, uh, and he's trying to get with a team, and you know, there's just a couple other guys that are that are that are out there. You watch these guys play, and I, I wrote about it a couple of days ago. Like some of the best things about these summer leagues are watching guys who tasted the NBA and, you know, on the verge of it being taken away and they're fighting to to hold on to, to that NBA. Like, those are some of the best um, the best things to watch in the summer league. Like, yeah, you could watch the McCullums and Baysmores, you know, uh, guys, you know, high draft pick guys with high upsides, but the best thing of watching these these fringe guys is they try to um, uh, they try to, try to stay in the league. Another thing before we go, I won't, uh, what I would like for everyone to do, I think everybody should take a look at the picture that I posted on the Facebook, on the, uh, according to Sources Facebook page, is a picture of uh, Humphreys, uh, I think uh, Marshawn Brooks, and, and um, Keith Bogan. When they all frowning? Huh? When they all frowning? Yeah. <laughs> they look so damn disappointed and distraught to be going to Boston. They look like their goddamn lives were over. It is the greatest picture I've ever seen. Like, I've never seen guys being introduced to a team look that damn disappointed. It just like like their lives are over because they know this is not going to be a good season. That's hilarious. But we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. Uh, it's late. We got to get, get off of here before uh, Derek tries to sabotage us yet again. <laughs> we just want to give a, a, a quick shout-out to one of our boys from uh, Kaga Sharon. He's uh, got a a rec of basketball league, chicagostatsleague.com for more information. Uh, full stat tracking. Let me make sure I, I break all this right. It's in, this is Chicago League, so this is for Chicago people. Uh, I did say Chicago Stats League. Uh, it says, why, why uh, CSL, the Chicago Stats League, is, is, Chica- is the city's premier provider of deluxe adult basketball leagues, full stat tracking, 10 week leagues. I. HSA rest, postseason awards, league leaders, this ain't your pops rec league. They're sponsored by the Pony. You know, they play on the north side. Check them out. Uh, 29 days left into opening day. Uh, any questions, you know, uh, go to the website, chicagostatsleague.com, or email them, chicagostatsleague at gmail. Uh, also, Dre, tell them, tell them how to get at you. Uh, before I do that, I want to shout out uh, one of our followers, uh, Rob Nice uh, at Rob Warhammer. Nice, uh, underscore TCG for saying that he's been following us all this time and he likes what we do. We shouted him out on the ETMF podcast. We're going to shout him out on the coordinate sources. Thanks for following us. Thanks for liking what we do. You got any questions, send us stuff. That's that. Holler back. Um, we're going to talk <laughs> about uh, the Facebook page. I'm always on Facebook. 
I'm always like I usually be on Twitter for like personal stuff, but when it comes to the sports stuff, I'm always on Facebook. The Facebook page is according to sources. Um, like stuff, leave comments. People are commenting, people are liking. It's reaching a lot of people, um, so that's good. So hit me up on that. Um, hit me up on the according to sources Twitter page, which is a two sources with the number two. Um, I don't really tweet from there as much as I do on the Facebook page, but if people start following me and hitting me up with questions because I do be having those good things going on, I'm getting me some sources right now. I'm getting stuff out there before the other guys do or right at the same time they do. So I'm getting I'm getting in good with people. If you got questions, send them my way. You going uh, to training camp? I'm going to the Chicago Bears training camp, so I'm trying to get some. I'm gonna try to get one of these guys to come on this on this podcast and hold a conversation with me. Um, this is a pretty big thing. Yeah, it's not very often that a that a, that a normal guy just gets to go to a training camp like that. So I'm going to the training camp. I'm gonna holler at all of the Bears players. I'm gonna talk to the coach. I'm gonna take some pictures. So I'm gonna have some original pictures up there, not just some stuff that I've taken from somebody else's website. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be my own pictures. It's gonna be my own quotes. I'm gonna have all of that on there, which is gonna be good. If you guys have any questions, if you're a Chicago Bears fans, you have any questions you want me to ask them, you can send the questions to according to sources at gmail.com with the number two. Um, you could also catch me on Stitcher. You can get it on iTunes. You can get me on my page. I'm everywhere. I want people to ask me questions. I want all of that. You know what I'm saying? Did you give out the email address? Yeah, I gave out the email address to send them questions to. According to sources at gmail.com, the number two. All you Bears fans, I know you got questions that you want to ask your whack-ass Bears players. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead. If y'all didn't know, Dre don't, Dre's not a Bears fan. I'm not a Bears fan at all. Screw them niggas. Nah, I'm bullshitting. I'm, I, um, I did put it on Facebook, and I'll say it here. I'm not a Bears fan, not at all. But, you know, on the business side of things, that organization has been wonderful for me. They, you know, they've been very um, um, amicable to, to what I've been asking them for. Uh, they didn't have to let me come to their, um, to, their, to their training camp. And not only did they let me come to the training camp, they gave me three days. And not only did they give me three days, they said that I could bring another person with me. So they've How did been you do that exactly? Man, my wife um, called the, called the um, organization and then gave me an email. And I emailed this guy and told him what I do. And he was like, well, we can't really give you that right now, but we'll do this for you and hit this guy up. And I hit him up. And he was like, yeah, that's no problem. You know, just get at me a little bit closer to training camp, you know, That's like it. early July. So I hit him up in July and he hit me back and was like, well, these are the three days that you can come. And he was just like, you know, you could come and you got two uh, you got two press uh, credentials and you could bring yourself and your cameraman. He's like, but you just got to make sure it's not just like somebody in your family that you're bringing out who like the bears. And I was like, I understand who you got uh, for your cameraman, uh, my cousin, Robert. Uh, it's a it's a double thing for him. It's a double double good for him because he's gonna be out there. He's you know that's what he does. He does photography and um, video, uh, you know, professionally. But he's also like a huge Bears fan. Okay. So I get okay. to you know I get to bring him out there and let him you know meet some of the players and talk to some of the guys that you know he's gonna be rooting for. And then my brother-in-law, um, Danny Ruffin. He's going to go out. He's the other. He's the second biggest Bears fan I know. And I'm going to put a recorder in his hand and have him go out there and, you know, talk to the players, ask them questions and get some get some good quotes so I can put them up on the website. You know, the, the Bears organization has been great, man. And um, I, I'm really appreciative of everything that they've been doing, because now if I get in with them, 
you know, maybe a couple summers there, just let me start covering them just normally. And then if I start covering the Bears, maybe the Bulls will get off that bullshit. <laughs> let me start covering them too. Because hey, the Bulls, hey, let me tell Black y'all. Hawks? And the Blackhawks, but it, I pretty much got to get, you know, I got to get in with the Bulls you first. Got to get in United Center, period. Got to get into United Center. So, you know, the Bulls, uh, they basically shut me down, and they were basically like, uh, nigga, we don't know who you are, so no. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's basically what they told me. They're like, we don't know anybody that writes for your website, so why are we going to let you cover us? I'm like, oh, wow. Hey, are you going to, would you resolicit them? Be like, yeah, I already covered the Bears training camp, so. Yeah, that's uh, definitely how I'm going. I'm going to come at them the next time. I'm going to be like, you know, the Bears, um, you know, they credentialed me. Uh, so I have a little bit more clout. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have people who can buy for me that I'm not just um, trying to get in here and talk to Derrick Rose. I'm actually, I'm actually trying to get in here and, you know, provide a service to the people of Chicago who want to know more and, you know, get the information from somebody from the city, you know, not just some, you know, uh, huge conglomerate USA Today, uh, Bleacher Report, you know, people like that, you know, ESPN, you know, get the questions. You know, a lot of people don't get to ask a reporter to ask a question and then get that reporter to ask that question for them. That's what I'm trying to do. You know, so I actually I went on Facebook and I told people, you know, if you have any questions, just let me know. And I went on a couple of Facebook pages and told the uh, Bears fans that I'm going to the training camp. And if you want to know some stuff, just shoot me the question. and I'll ask them. I have no problem. Like I have no problem being that that voice for people who ain't going to have one otherwise. So, you know, if you have any questions, just shoot me that email. I'll definitely get your questions answered. And if I can't get them answered for you, I'll, you know, I'll let you know ahead of time that I couldn't get it and, you know, try to find out another way to get it done for you. I'm here for the people. (laughs) We always here for the people, man. We just need more of them to listen to the show. But uh, Once I get all those people to come and listen to the show, I'm going to turn here like The Rock. (laughs) Amen. There's nothing wrong with getting brand new once you reach success. You know I fully support that, man. Yeah. So we're going to get on out of here, man. For Andre Williams. Senior. For uh, Podcast Abattoir, Derek Nelson. Yo. <laughs> I'm Sean Washington. <laughs> this is According to Sourcing Podcast. Hopefully we get to see y'all and we'll get with y'all next week. <laughs> it's been unless two weeks. Come, unless that baby comes. Unless uh, yeah. that baby comes. Y'all ain't going to see me for a while. If that, if that baby comes, then uh, According to Sources is officially on hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> we out. We out of here. <laughs>